Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you rejoined us uh, for another episode. I do have a very special mug to introduce to you today, and you are going to be greatly impressed by this. It is the Central Intelligence Agency mug. Look at that. I didn't even know you could get one of those as a civilian, but I did. Someone sent that to me as a gift, so I am feeling especially intelligent today or devious or whatever you're supposed to feel when you have a CIA mug, Uh, but there it is. Uh, We're in Revelation chapter number 17. If you want to find your own spot in uh, your copy of the Word of God, and we're talking about uh, religious Babylon. So in chapter 17 of the book of Revelation, we, we see religious Babylon, and in chapter number 18, we see political Babylon, and it is a mystery. And we already talked about that last episode in in verse number five, Uh, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. We talked about that that mark, that designation that she had. And we talked, uh, we ended the episode, uh, last episode, talking about how John was just amazed by this. Uh, This was a wonder to him. And now we're going to see today a little bit of the interpretation Remember, we've said this before, that the best interpreter for the Bible is the Bible. And much of the way that we understand the Bible is how we compare the Scripture with the Scripture and the Bible's self-revelation of itself. And we're going to find a little bit of that today in Revelation chapter 17 and verse number 7. So let's look at it, where the Bible says, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore, or we would say today, why didst thou marvel? John, why are you so amazed? Why are you wondering at this? Verse number seven, I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and the ten horns. So I'm going to tell you, said the angel to John, what this, what this woman, this harlot, this prostitute represents and the beast. Now, we've already learned a little bit about the the beast uh, back in chapter 9, chapter 11, chapter 13, and it is a bit confusing. I, I will admit that because sometimes it seems that the beast refers to Satan himself, and sometimes it seems as if the beast refers to the world system uh, of the devil, uh, the coalition of powers. And sometimes it seems as if the beast refers to the Antichrist. And so which is it? Is it the Satan? Is it Satan? Is it the Antichrist? Is it the world system? And the answer to that would be yes. Uh, it would be in that, let me shut my beeper off here on my computer. There we go. Uh, my notifications were on. That's why you were hearing those beeps. But uh, the, the point is that, that sometimes it, ref- it can refer to all three. And, and that should not take you by surprise. For instance, if I said the United States government, 
uh, issued a declaration or if I said, hey, Biden came out or you know, Trump came out or Obama came out with this uh, uh, declaration, you can see sometimes the world leader stands for the system he represents and sometimes the system represents the motivator that's behind that system. So if we said you know, Israel, sometimes that could refer to, or if I said heaven declared, well, then you would know that that refers to, well, God is the one that is the authority in heaven, but heaven represents the system that God rules. And then you might say what the human leader is. So again, the point is that the beast here in Revelation chapter 17 represents the world system dominated by the devil, represented by the Antichrist. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, I felt like I did a poor job explaining that. But look at verse number 17, verse number seven again. So the angel says to, to John, why are you marveling? Why are you astounded? I'll tell you what the mystery of the woman, of the, of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and the 10 horns. So obviously the woman, the harlot, and the beast are separate. But obviously, they are working together. It appears as if the woman is controlling the beast. But then toward the end of the chapter, we're going to find out the beast actually dominates the woman. What does all this mean? Okay, look at verse number eight. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. So we, we do know that it's the devil that ascended from the pit chapter number 13, and go into perdition. So whatever this beast is, it was, and then it wasn't. It came out of the pit. It's going to be destroyed. The Bible says, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. So that the beast is going to astound the denizens of the world, the inhabitants, the citizens of the world during this time. And the Bible says, whose names were not written in the, book of the in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So the people of the world will be duped by this beast, this world system, this government uh, headed by Antichrist, empowered by Satan. The, the, world, the world, those whose names are not written in the book of, the, of life from the foundation of the world. Uh, I'll take a, just a little PS and say, well, what does that mean? Uh, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world? Well, from means since. So this, this, what the verse is not teaching is somehow that you know, God arbitrarily chose some people to go to heaven and some people to go to hell and wrote their names long before they were even born. Uh, you're, this person's going to be saved. This person has no chance of being saved. That's not what the verse is teaching. What the verse is saying is that from the foundation of the world, names have been added to the book of life. As a matter of fact, I believe there's a double check system that some... Uh, there's one book where all names of everyone who's ever lived uh, have been recorded. And then as people finally reject the Lord, their names are taken out of that book of the living. And then there's another book that started out blank where names are added from the foundation of the world. Since the foundation of the world, when people uh, trust Christ, their names are added to the book of life. Uh, but the point here is that 
Uh, this is, refers to unsaved people. People whose names are not in the book of life will be duped by the devil, will be duped by the world system, will be duped by Antichrist, will be duped by the beast, is what the way it's referred to here in Revelation chapter 17 and verse number 8. Okay, so let's move on. Verse number 9. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. I find that very interesting. So it's going to take a measure of wisdom. It's going to take a measure of, of, of godly discernment to understand. Well, what does this mean? There's this beast that, that was and, and is but is not. Well, what is this referring to? Verse number nine again. So here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads. So now we're going to see the explanation of the symbolism. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. So mountains in the Bible often refer to kingdoms or, um, or um, world powers. And what we're going to find is that's exactly what it refers to here. Because look at verse number 11. And the beast that was, I'm sorry, verse number 10, and there are seven kings. So the heads, seven mountains, seven kings, so kingdoms and their leaders. And, and why do I believe that is what it talks about? Because watch the chronology here in verse number 10. So there are seven kings, five are fallen. So five of these mountains and kings are, are now gone. They, they have fallen. One is, so at the time of John, one world power and the king of that world power were al- was alive and the other is not yet come. So in, in as far as John's time frame, five kingdoms were gone. One was, and one was yet to come. And then the Bible says, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So whatever this seventh world kingdom was, it's not going to be a long-lived kingdom. You know, like Rome was hundreds of years long. Uh, it's going to be a short-lived kingdom, although it'll be strong, although it'll be powerful, although it'll be a world kingdom, it will not will not last for a, a long space of time. So how are we to interpret this? Well, I think that it, it's, it's not a difficult interpretation when you understand world history. So for instance, five that were, I think that the book of Revelation, or rather the book of Daniel made this very clear. So remember that the 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 idol that uh, that the, the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream. Remember Daniel's interpretation. So what are the five kingdoms that were? Well, think about it: Egypt, a world power; uh, then uh, Assyria, a world power; and then uh, Babylon, a world power; and then Medo-Persia, a world power; and then Greece, a world power. So if you think about historically the world powers, now in, in Daniel's image, you know, starting with Babylon, there was that head of gold. But to go back and look at the world powers that have dominated world history, we have Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia or Persia, and then Greece successively. And all of them dominated the world, and all of them are not. They've all been defeated as far as world powers are concerned. And then what is the one that is in Revelation chapter 17? Well, the one that is in John's day was Rome. 
So Jom was dominated, lived in a time of Roman domination. Rome dominated the world uh, when Jom was alive. And then what happened to Rome? Well, Rome itself uh, went its way and was, was destroyed. But the last kingdom, that's why we call it a revived Roman Empire, uh, will one day take the world stage. So Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, the revived Roman Empire that will dominate the world, the one world government of the last days, which won't necessarily be one government, one king, one nation, but it'll be a coalition, a a world power that has come together. Uh, And then the Bible says in verse number 11, look at it, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth. So remember the Antichrist that received the mortal wound that, that miraculously came back to life and, and satanically empowered Antichrist? He is the eighth king and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. So he is like the apex of world leaders uh, who will ultimately be destroyed. So what do we have? We have seven world empires that seems as if uh, the beast or the Antichrist now takes control of all. So, and we find that to be true. So in the first half of Daniel's 70th week, it seems to be a time of great peace. It seems to be a time when the world stage, the people of nations have come together. Religion is flourishing. Uh, Religious Babylon seems to be in control. Uh, It seems like there's great religious freedom. And and so far, even the Jews are given opportunity to rebuild the temple and to offer sacrifices in Jerusalem. And it seems like the world system is all for this. And it seems like the one world religion, as religion comes together and religious tolerance is celebrated, that everything seems to be so good at this season. But it's only when Antichrist fully gains power and dominates the world stage that this eighth king, this kingdom to uh, end all kingdoms uh, that brings together the kingdoms of the world, Antichrist, uh, that dominates and destroys religion. And uh, th- this this harlot of world religion that seemed to be in coalition with world government is going to be dominated by Antichrist. He was only playing a game. He was only giving lip service to religion. Ultimately, he wanted his own religion. He wanted his own power. He wanted his own worship. He wants to be worshiped, his image. And so here we are at the middle of the tribulation when Antichrist shows his true colors. So I hope some of that makes sense. We're gonna come back to this, uh, verse number 12, Uh, next episode. I think it'll make a little bit more sense as we continue to unfold uh, this, uh, this, this chapter about religious Babylon. That's all the time we have for today, though. So let's end right here. We'll come back to verse number 12 next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.